There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you'll only look, then you will see On WCN-TV everybody and welcome back to another episode of WCN TV for today. This is Tuesday, March, I'm sorry, April 12th, 2022. Um, welcome to all of you who are in our studio audience. If any of you at any time have a question or comment you'd like to make, just push that little hand button. I'll do my best to uh, uh, come to you and, and get you on the show. Well, folks, we're living in perilous times. Every day there are new threats to the comfort and security that we've all grown accustomed to here in America. We've seen unprecedented attacks on our freedoms and liberties here in the U.S., but moreover, the whole world has been deceived and tyrannized over the past few years. If you were to go back in time to the end of 2019, I don't think any of us would have believed what has happened to the world since then. Today, we're facing a breakdown of our supply chain And our globalist rulers have told us that widespread famine is not only possible, but very likely this year, even here in the U.S. There are wars and rumors of wars. We have the reality of Russia and Ukraine. Then we have the rumors of war in China and Taiwan, not to mention the invasion taking place at our southern border with over a million illegal immigrants flooding into our country in just the past year alone and another huge influx coming in mid-May. I can't help but think of Deuteronomy 28.43. I've used this verse before, but I'll uh, tell it to you again. It says, the foreign resident among you will rise higher and higher above you while you sink lower and lower. And we've seen that steadily over the past few years. We're also still facing medical tyranny as we see a repeat of 2020 happening now in China. Only the lockdowns and medical kidnappings are even more severe this time around. I have no doubt they'll use this pretense or something else to control us here in this country as well soon. We also have rampant lawlessness in this country. Smash and grab gangs have taken over major cities. In a lot of places, police won't even respond to emergency calls anymore. And we've been warned about a shortage of food, even as farmers are now being paid by the government not to farm. Millions of acres of farmland will not be planted this year. And millions of birds and animals are being slaughtered. We've also been told that there's a global digital currency coming, just in time to replace the U.S. dollar when it collapses. 
This will be used to force people to comply or die. When the digital currency hits, I believe all our, all our funds in U.S. dollars will become worthless overnight. They're nothing more than digits on a computer as it is, so people will lose all their investments, their pensions, 401k plans, savings accounts, and checking accounts. ATMs won't work, and banks will be closed. Of course, while all our accounts will go to zero overnight, our debts will not, so many people are going to lose everything, and they'll have no way to pay. This is how Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum can confidently state that we will own nothing and we'll like it. The only reason we're going to like it is because if we follow the globalist rules, we'll all receive a universal basic income to subsist on. We also have an unprecedented attack going on right now on our children and traditional families. With sexual perversion, homosexuality, and transgenderism being taught to our kids even in preschool. The government, media, Hollywood, and most major corporations are pushing this perverted propaganda on our kids from the youngest of ages. And of course, the daily murder of preborn babies never stops. Folks, our nation has abandoned God. According to a recent Barna survey, only 4% of millennials hold a biblical worldview regarding God, morality, and life. And a previous study by Barna showed that 76% of Protestants now believe same-sex so-called marriage is just fine, just another alternative lifestyle that we must accept as our world evolves to a more progressive way of thinking. I could go on, but I think you pretty much all understand what we're facing in our country and the world right now. Many people believe we're living in the last days, in fact, the last of the last days. And like so many generations before us, many are looking up for the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ, coming back as a conquering king. And many wonder what role America will play in the last days, if any. My guest today is author David Heeren. We're going to be talking about his book, What the Bible Has to Say About the USA, The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today. In this book, there you go, uh, available on Amazon. <laughs> in this book, David delves into the book of Hosea, where he draws striking parallels between ancient Israel and modern America. Let me just lay the groundwork with a quote from Hosea 1, verse 2. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman, and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. And therein lies our biggest problem. You know, the United States is most definitely guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. We've prostituted ourselves to false gods. Even professing Christians and pastors and many of our churches, even entire denominations. So, David, welcome to the program. Thank you for coming back again and being on with us again today. It's good to see you. Well, it's really good to be here. I, I always, I don't know. I, I just see this as something the Lord is doing in through us, Rob. Uh, he's He's just giving us a chance to be his servants and to disseminate some of this true information, which you won't get in many places what you just said. You won't hear that in many places. I mean, because it's not, it's, you know, we've got ultra liberals in our media. I was one, so I, I know them. I've known them for 50 years. I, they were liars 50 years ago. They're liars now. Um, we're just in a very bad place right now. 
Well, we got to tell it like it is, don't we? That's what we do. Um, how close do you think we are to the Lord's second coming? Um, I was thinking. Um, you know, they've been. I think, I think people I'm, have been looking for for him to come back every pretty much ever since he left. Right. Well, I, um, there, and I can't wait personally. So right, there are some false prophets out there that are trying to speed the process up, which is a popular thing. But if you go by scriptures, there is going to be three and a half years of tribulation, and Revelation eleven is pretty clear about that. Um, I think it's good that it's only going to be three and a half. And Jesus even said that he would shorten it. Now, I don't know whether he meant he would make it less than three and a half or whether he meant that three and a half was a minimum. Uh, but I think we can expect three and a half years or something like that of really serious um, persecution. Jesus said, Well, persecution. I'm going to have to uh, make a few more trips to Sam's Club because I do not have enough supplies to last three and a half years. No, but there, was, there are ways of, of doing things. Um, there are some good books out there now of how to live in, in, in the wild and what's edible and what's not, uh, how, how, to, how to be efficient in the fishing department. Fishing is going to be a big, a big part of survival. Um, but there are ways, and I've got a couple of the books myself. I'm just not a practical person. Now, my two sons, they will know how to do it. I will have it in here but they will actually know how to do it. Uh, so I'm going to have to learn if I'm still alive. I'm going to have to learn how. Uh, and, and the thing is, you have to avoid the, the concentration thing. The, the pressures uh, of, of socialism are that everybody confined in, in tight areas so they can control everything. And, and the, the, it's impoverished areas and concentration camps. And then the rest of the place is wide open. That's what you have in, in communist or socialist nations. I don't know if they want to be called communists, but they call themselves socialists. And there's only two kinds of socialism. And one of them is communism. The other one is Nazism. And they definitely do not want to be called Nazis. So what are they? Um, they're, they're advocating socialism. We see it right now. They're trying to, to get coercion under, we're putting us under coercion in everything. And, it, and they're using a virus as an excuse. I mean, come on. Virus is just a little bit worse than a cold. And they're using this virus as if it's some kind of great catastrophe. Well, the great catastrophe is the consequences of what of, of what is happening because of the orders from above related to the virus, not from the virus itself. Um, but this was planned. It started in 2019. It was planned. It was supposed to time out for the election. And it did. And then they were able to coerce judges into making decisions so that the, the um, electoral process was relaxed to such an extent that there was just incredible amount of, of vote cheating. And it's coming out. You know, the stories are coming out one by one. Vast cheating. And I know you won't hear them on, <laughs> on the network news because they're not going to tell the truth because they're them. They're part of them. Um, I don't. Yeah, want to, we've, I don't want to ramble. Go ahead. Well, we've we've covered that in in a lot of detail in our newspaper and our radio programs and and here on the show. Um, well, I, I will say this: as far as when is Jesus coming back? We'll have. Well, we will have a period before the tribulation, maybe a year or two. It won't be much more than that. 
and then three and a half years. And then I think probably because God is a just God, maybe three and a half years of, of restoration and revival. There is going to be a period of restoration. Even George Washington prophesied that. Um, there will be, a, I think it'll be somewhere around 2030. But if it was 2040, it wouldn't shock me when Jesus comes back. But I think logically, with what we know, it might be around 2030. That would be a guess. Because we're not going to know exactly when mm-hmm. Jesus returns. He doesn't even know. Yeah, right. So um, your book, um, What the Bible Has to Say About the USA, what what does the Bible has to have to say about well, the USA? Did, Are we in there at all? The interesting thing about it is I started up, I, I, I was led to study prophecy after I myself prayed the, prayed the prayer of Isaiah 6, 8. And God is talking. Isaiah overhears this and they're saying, well, who, who, who shall we send? And Isaiah, Isaiah says, well, here am I send me. I'm reading this and I'm saying, why don't I pray the same prayer? I did. I'm not a prophet. But the next day after praying that prayer, I started understanding things in prophecy. And, and one of the things that came to me as I read Hosea for the next time after praying that prayer was, wow, this sounds like a description of the United States of America. We're committing the same sins that the Israelites did just before God rendered judgment on them and sent them into Babylon. Uh, so what's going to happen to us? Well, probably something similar. And lo and behold, you know, now we're, we're, we're another 15 years later, and that seems to be what's happened. Um, we, we've gotten so far away from God, and, and Billy Graham and, and D. James Kennedy both said that less than 50% of the people who are attending churches are Christians. Think about that one. It's not just that the Christians are, are lax in, in morality, but in a lot of cases, the people who are the majority in the churches are not even Christians. And now Graham and Kennedy both define what a Christian is according to the scripture. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. These are not even believers. So naturally, they're going to they're going to have all kinds of things wandering all over the place because they're not Christians. <laughs> so the church is in such a terrible mess and the rest of the country is even worse. Um, and well, now, like I said, uh, I think what did Barna come up with? Four uh, percent of millennials have have a uh, biblical worldview. Right, and 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 I, I believe seventy seventy six percent believe in same sex marriage. Right. At one time, more than fifty. The statistics in the United States were that more than fifty percent of the people were actual Christians. Now it's less than twenty five percent, and that's an optimistic look because it, it's probably not twenty five percent, and worldwide it's probably less than ten percent. Both Billy Graham and D. James Kennedy agreed that. The, the Christian population worldwide is not very much compared with the Muslims and the communists. Uh, we just are not. Yeah. But when you have, when you have, when you go down to the pit like Babylon or wh- wherever we go, and then you come back, there's a great revival. A great, and that I believe is going to be a great restoration and a great revival. And I believe it is prophesied uh, that there is going to be one. 
Well, and I think one of the biggest things that's going to bring that about is uh, God putting the squeeze on us uh, pretty pretty tightly before we come to our senses. That's right. Sometimes he has to because we are by nature not perfect like he is. Let's put it this way. We are by nature sinful. You know, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are a stiff-necked people. That's for sure. Uh, We just... uh, we just want to go our own separate ways. We have this self thing. I know I've got it, uh, and you have to fight with it. Otherwise, you, you're, you're, it's either God or or me. And if it's not God, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in big trouble. Yeah. Harry has a question for us. Harry, you know, there's revival going on in other parts of the world. And it's it's just generally assumed that when when people talk, you know, Christians here talk about the great revival, there it seems like they they got tunnel vision. It's the United States only. Well, we may not even have that great revival. It may be somewhere else. But the way we've treated God in this country, and I I know it's my own human. Outlook, but why should he give us revival when we kicked him out of everywhere there possibly is and, and murdered more babies? Oh, well, forget about that. You know, no sense getting out of soapbox about it. You know, why should we really believe that we're going to have a revival here and not anywhere else? And that's the way it's taught. Well, I, I don't believe that. I, I think the revival, revival comes after repentance when, when God starts dealing with the sin. And that's how the thing worked with in Israel. The people sinned, fell away from him, and then he, then they, when he disciplined them, and they had, and they came back to him, and they cried out to him. Then he restored them. And I think that's right. a pattern, a pattern that can happen here. But you're right; it doesn't necessarily have have to happen here. And it's certainly not the only place where it's going to happen. Absolutely not. Uh, no. So there's no reason to believe that that we would have that great revival. With like you know, like you said, you know, the Israelites it's recorded history. You know, they did it over and over again. Why should we have a great revival here before we suffer a great consequence right. to bring us to that point of of turning to God? Well, if I'm reading a frame meeting Jesus Jesus, what Jesus said in Matthew 24, it is going to be a very very bad time. It is not just, it's going to be the worst in the history of the world, the tribulation that Jesus prophesied. The only good thing about it is, as far as we're concerned, is it won't last as long as some of the other ones. That He said if it lasted any much longer, there wouldn't be anybody left alive in the world. I mean, that's how bad this one is going to be. And it's, and it's justified in God's, in God's eyes because of the absolute, abject, total wickedness of just about everybody, in just about every nation. Um, there, there's not a whole, you can't point at one nation right now and say, oh, there, there's a, a bright light. At one time, the United States was, compared with others, it was a pretty bright light. Not anymore. And the others are not much better. I mean, I mean it's really a bad way, in a bad way. Uh, right now, I would say probably the best spiritual place might be the Ukraine, where they are suffering terribly. And you see, and see some of those people are really reacting admirably uh, to this terrible suffering that being inflicted upon them by ruthless, vicious communists. And yes, Putin is a communist. He, he goes back to when he was the, uh, was he, he was the, um, forgetting the title, but he was in charge of the, of the military 
um, way back. Gorbachev was 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 the boss, and now he's the boss. So so it's the same, more and more the same. And they want to do that here. And if if the people who are in very high places right now have their way, we will have that here. Only they don't know <laughs> that they will not be in charge. They will just keep, you know, whenever <laughs> they'll be the first to be. <laughs> That's the irony of it. And it's justice in a way, because whenever a socialist government takes charge, it's usually one man or a few or a few. And they want to kill any, anybody off who they consider a threat. And that would include the ones around them who have been prominent, who have, who have supported them. Um, it's it's one of the great ironies, but we won't be seeing Biden or Obama sitting in the presidency, that's or in the hot in the hot seat of, of socialism here ever, because it it will, it will be somebody much more vicious, probably somebody we never heard of. Uh, and that's the way it is a lot of times. Uh, somebody you never heard of, somebody really vicious. I think Hitler was elected, but that was an exception. Uh, because usually when they get elected, the next thing that happens is somebody else comes along and assassinates them and takes over. That's the way that goes. Well, Harry, uh, you know, where we see the greatest revivals going on usually uh, coincides with places where the greatest persecution is going on also. Right. And that's 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 what the direction we're headed toward persecution. And that's a bad thing. But sometimes it has a good result. And a lot of people are saved and added to the kingdom of God. And there are scriptures that indicate, in fact, they're in Zechariah, the Old Testament, that on the day the Lord returns, one third of the human beings, uh, you know, will be going up to be with him. Well, that's about four times as many Christians as there are now. So there's definitely going to be some kind of revival, for sure, because there's going to be a lot more people going up then than there would be if Jesus came back now. Yeah, and he's not willing that any should perish, but many will go through the broad gate, right? Right. He desires for all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Wonderful, wonderful God we have. So, well, David, why don't you take us through Hosea a little bit? Give us some examples right, right from the Old Testament there. Let me just and, and my some outline. of those parallels that you made. All right. The parallels. In fact, I put these in chapter form and they're pretty long chapters. But I'll just I'll just mention them and then you can zero in on what, what whatever you want to do. The first one I I've um, listed was money versus morality. Well boy, we can see that one. I don't have to explain that one. People are choosing money everywhere over morality. Um, laws well, and that's that's part of our biggest problem is you know, people in this country are so affluent, they feel they right. have no need right. for God. And the worst one seems to be the most affluent. And they got right. that way by being the worst ones. Right. So it's a kind of a, a what do you call it? A, um, uh, I'm, I'm not getting the phrase I wanted, but but it's, it's, it's a logical sequence. Okay, it is a logical sequence. That was not the, what I was seeking, but it is a logical sequence. You get really bad and you get really vicious and really mean and you cheat and you steal and you lie and rob and you get very rich. But that is a logical sequence in, in a free nation. A lot of the a lot of the richest people and we're seeing 
the billion the internet billionaires, all of them seem to be socialists. All of them. There, there's not a single. They're they're. Oh boy, they are. Well, they're all supporting the Great Reset and the the World right. Economic Forum. They're all right. uh, young world leaders, most of them. One of the one of them, I, I'm trying to remember what this name spent three hundred and forty million dollars to buy votes for the candidate who needed him win them because he he doesn't have a clue no one could win three hundred and forty million dollars and you're supposed to be limited to three thousand i think it is he spent three hundred and forty million dollars to buy votes and there's all kinds of ways to buy votes a lot of ways you can buy votes so who knows he might have just decided well he didn't decide the election they were they were going to cheat for as many votes as they needed to win that's what they did uh, okay the next one was lawlessness and we see that everywhere then humanism which is elevating the human being in the place where god really is but we're trying to elevate ourselves you know i i'm i make my own truths you know i i'm just quoting now millennials you know i can i can make my own truths I can create my own truth. Make Moral relativism. Yeah, but it, but it gets back to humanism, putting putting yourself or the human being above God. That's really what it gets down to, because there are, are divine truths, and whether they like it or not, they're going to face them someday. Um, next one I had written down after is uh, after humanism, which is elevation of the human being at the place of God. Is liberalism? Uh, I should have probably said socialism because they've advanced well beyond <laughs> the phase of liberalism, and the li- liberals look good in comparison with these guys. Uh, uh, I, but when I started out as a journalist, uh, oh, 50, 50 some years ago, closer to sixty, um, liberalism was the thing. It was the. Um, it was. It was the mental outlook which was considered to be really sharp you know you're really smart if you're a liberal well that's just what they were taught in the universities but they really weren't smart at all you could look what they created uh, through the years little by little um, well david i gotta share with you a quote and i don't know who said it but it goes like this if you're not a liberal when you're 20 you have no heart if you're not a conservative when you're 30, you have no brain. brain. Yeah, that, that's a good one. There's a lot of truth to that. But unfortunately, most of them never do get to, the, to page 30 as far as that. They, they, they're, they're, they're still liberals. They, they don't get it. And no matter how bad things get, they don't get it. Um, now, some of them do. I, I shouldn't say that. Well, Scripture does say that God will God will send us a strong illusion right. if we choose to believe the lie. Right. Yeah, he'll, which he'll, he'll it seems to me that that's that's I mean there's that's pervasive in our society today. People are believing the lies. That's exactly right. And and truth is I, I've written the word truth down here in several places because that's part of the issue. It's part of the underlying um problem. Um and the more truth that we can discover, the more we should share it with with our friends and and, and I, I do. I, I use email to do that when I talk. I find it something that I know is true, and I think a lot of them will be really uh, encouraged by. 
because there's a lot of truth out there that's being uh, um, squashed. It's being it's being deleted. It's, it's not. It's just not supposed to get out there. And if it does, the person who gets it out there winds up in jail. They're having all kinds of. They're, they're, they go to jail as a hate criminal because they tell the truth. Um, that's basically that's another thing. Another another liberal policy. Now, if they don't agree with you, call them a hate criminal and send them to jail. Um, globalism. That's that's another one where we, we need a world government. Yeah, right. But we may have. Well, they've been trying to rebuild that Tower of Babel for eons now, haven't they? Right, and I, if, there there may be a world government coming, but it won't last any more any longer than Tower of Babel because God doesn't like it. <laughs> Tower of Babel. I think that was a great comedy bent. It just came out. He just sent a comment with the room and it's gone. But just like that. It was a big hole in the ground. But whatever it was, it was a it was a massive explosion that just blew the thing away. And it and it was it was it did damage, real damage the whole the Babylon was gone. <laughs> that, what was it? What was the name of that city? It was uh it wasn't Babylon, it was another city. It was Abraham was there. Uh Anyway, it was near Babylon, but oh boy, when God took care of that tower, He just took the whole He just took the whole area out. The city was gone; it was just gone. And one of let me, as long as you're on that topic, let me throw you a curveball, like I said I might do. Um, Revelation 18. Now I know this isn't Hosea, but Revelation 18 um, talks about. The destruction of Babylon. What what's your take on that? Who is this Babylon? Where is this Babylon? Oh yeah, Babylon that's, the greatest. That's not talking about the city. That's talking about uh, uh, some kind of a demonic force. Or I, I actually I never really tried to interpret. I did try. I wrote a book about Revelation. I don't think it was very good because I don't think I really understood a lot of it. But okay, well, don't buy that one then. I, I didn't really. Okay, <laughs> Babylon the Greatest Fall and the Fall down. No, I don't know. What yeah, that if is. you just read that, just if you, if you just read that chapter, it, it really seems to describe the the United States. And um, well, it could. There, there were I, at one time I thought Babylon was was the Roman Catholic Church when they were at their worst. Um, but but things even at their worst, I don't think they were that bad. Um, And right now, I think the Roman Catholic Church may be maybe a little bit better off than most of the Protestant church because so so many of the Protestant uh, uh, seminaries were taken over by liberals who just changed the, the whole teaching. So yeah, it's more them, than some. Many, it's more many than of some. them are not. Many of the ones that are coming out of the seminaries are not Christians either. Right. Kennedy right. Kennedy has in his program for uh, evangelism. A lot of a lot of pastors would come in to be trained, but one of the things they found out in the very beginning was: Are they safe or not? How can we train them to be evangelists if they're not safe? Well, he found out that less than half of the pastors were saved. Mm-hmm. Now that you know, so we're not getting the gospel out of more than half of the pulpits because because the pastors themselves are not, are not born again Christians. That that was that one even got to me because I could understand why the 
but it has to do with the seminaries. They're being trained that. And I was in a church one time where one of these seminarians who was in charge of a seminary, he was talking, it was, it was, he was talking all kinds of untruths about the Bible. And a couple of us got up and challenged him and he wasn't invited back. But that's what's going on in seminaries. They are not teaching the truth any more than the public schools are. And that's one of the worst things that's going on. Well, you're talking D. James Kennedy. That's been a few years already, hasn't it? So we've, I mean, you can, things have really seemed to have sped up in the last 10 years or so. Yeah, he died 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, In fact, I had lunch with him a year before he died, and then we left the church right right a couple months before he died. And right after he died, another island, the church collapsed because they hired a pastor who was a an evil man now why they did that and how they did that i don't know uh he was related to the well i do know he was related to the grams um and they just said well he's related to the grams so he must be great but he wasn't oh yeah i know i know what you're talking about and 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 the the church fell apart and and kennedy's wife and daughter left The, the the um jerry newcomb one of you know when at Kennedy's sidekicks in, in writing books, left. The music minister, who was a really good guy, I liked him. He left. The, the, <laughs> it was Jerry Newcomb uh, also writes for Wisconsin Christian. Right. I was, in, <laughs> I was in a class, a Bible study class with Jerry at one time. He taught a part of the time. And he was a, he was a good guy, very solid. Uh, Kennedy surrounded himself with, with solid people. But as soon as he died it fell apart sarah said um life versus convenience so that gets back to abortion it's, some people get abortions because it's convenient they don't think oh yeah let's have an abortion you know we don't need any more kids and we don't need any kids let's have an abortion or or a woman has been deserted by the husband or the boyfriend makes that decision and it's a very sad it's a very sad thing um uh next one is new age i just put that in it would be a coverall for the religious uh the dearth of actual <laughs> religion of real religion i mean it's uh well, it also it also ties into um, this uh, crazy environmental movement that we're seeing. Right. Um, Environmentalism is the last thing on the list here because they actually they actually had an environmental problem in Israel, <laughs> but environmentalism that was that was another thing that they had a problem with in Israel. And tell I think us, tell, tell tell us about that. Um, I I actually can't go into deep because I can't remember the details of that. But I but I I did write a chapter on it, and um, I likened it to this. You know, we have the situation here. We remember the spotted owl where it was supposed to be endangered, so they said, "Oh, we can't have any more lumber here," and all these people were out of work. Well, if you overemphasize the things that are in nature, to, to and and you ignore the, the human consequences, you're going to have a problem. Well, like. California. The environmentalists in California will not allow them to cut fire bricks. Whoa, 
So what has happened the last couple of years in California? The, the whole state is practically burned down. What Nobody happens every every been, year for the last 20 years that I can remember? Yeah, it's been going on. It's been, well, the, the environmentalists have been, been really in charge of a lot of things in California for longer than they have in most places. Well, and, you know, I think environmentalism um, was also one of the... Um, one of the uh, steps in um, in the Communist man- Manifesto, and I, I don't have my information on that up to date here either. I'm not ready to speak on it, but it really is kind of a religion, isn't it? It is, and I do have some information on that. Uh, I I was on, kind of on the spot when um, I can't remember how I I got there, but I knew when Gorbachev. When they got rid of Gorbachev after after uh, Reagan stopped sending free wheat to Russia, and they, they all of a sudden they had a great famine because they were dependent on our wheat for their food, and and Gorbachev was gone a couple of years later. I think it was three years later they got finally got rid of him, and he came over here and met with the most prominent socialists. I I would almost I would call him a communist, but maybe he wasn't. I, I know he was a socialist. And, th- and they had a meeting. It was Al Gore and Gorbachev. And they said, well, what can we do? What is the most, what, what would be the most effective thing that we could emphasize at this point? And they both agreed it would be environmentalism. And both of them got very, very wealthy. And they came up with all kinds of bogus stuff. <laughs> I have a friend who sends me these things all the time because he thinks it's well. I do too. Some of it is so so bogus it's funny. <laughs> but but first we have global warming. Now, oh, then we got global cooling. Oh, then we got global warming. But whatever it is, it's going to destroy us <laughs> unless you send Gore and Gorbachev money or invite them to come and speak. Uh, you're going to be destroyed because you're supporting global warming or global cooling or whatever. Well, when I was in school, we were going to have an ice age by 1980. Yeah. So now we're warming. Actually, today, for the first time, I've never gotten one of these before, but I got a um, an advance warning from FEMA today um, that there are going to be um, severe torna- tornadoes um, in my city tomorrow. Even though there's nothing in it in the in the weather about it, but FEMA sent this out this this directive and how to prepare and what 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 I should do and so I thought that was very strange. I've never gotten anything like that from FEMA before. Well, you probably but, won't get any tornadoes either. But it could, it could I don't I don't know. You know, they the rock climactic conditions that are favorable to tornadoes, but they change overnight. Uh, it's it's pretty unpredictable. Well, all I can say is when, when uh, a few years ago when AOC came out with that Green New Deal, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard in my <laughs> life. And who in the world is ever going to go for this? And now we're actually doing it. Yeah. Well, I'm not one to look at for predictions because when they came out with bottled water, I said, who in the world is ever going to buy bottled water? <laughs> and now look what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, but I, I think that the environmentalist things are much more ridiculous than bottled water. <laughs> I could at yeah. least see, you know, a use for bottled water, especially in a vehicle. But some of the, some of the environment, it's just totally made up lies is what it is. 
They just make up a oh, lie. absolutely. And they repeat it over and over. And they get their friends in the media to repeat it, their friends in Hollywood to repeat it, their friends in the, in the universities to repeat it. Oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. Of course it's not. But you have enough people repeating it. And sooner or later, a lot of people believe it. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I do get a lot of videos. People send me stuff constantly. And I, I got one the other day. Uh, a lady threw a huge tam- tantrum on an airplane because the guy sitting next to her did not believe in global warming. And so anyway, she was ejected off the plane. But um, people are really, uh, or he didn't, he didn't believe in climate change. So people are really... God is it absolutely just God. And one of the things I got that in my study is his reactions are absolutely just. And I, I, I don't care what prophecy you're reading in the Bible about the end time. There's a lot of fire in it. So we're talking about global warming. He's talking about burning the whole earth. And it's going to happen. Not until he's taken us to be with him in heaven. But that is very, very that's very evident about the the fire, the, 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 the terrible fire that's going to be uh, unleashed. Um, well, I, that's that's at the end. That's that's right. That, you're that, that, that you're skipping be, ahead a few pages, but that will be after after his return. You won't. Right. He'll take his people up before that because that fire is for the wicked only. Um, but we do we happen. do know from Genesis that as long as the earth remains, there will always be seed time and harvest. So right, um, right. But the but then the, but then there's going to be a point where God is going to desert the earth, and it's 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 not going to re- remain not 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 in the same state. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be after, of course, we go up. Um, so it really won't be the earth anymore. Um, so tell us, tell us, uh, David, a, a little bit about Hosea and what you discovered in that book, and why did you choose Hosea as as the I out of all the it, Old Testament books to make parallels with the with the modern day United because States? Because I just, as I was reading it, I was reading that's what that's coming to me. Oh, this is describing the United States. This is describing the United States, and you know we can say, well, it's a coincidental thing or whatever, but. It really, that book, if you read it, you're, all of a sudden you're looking, wow, that's described what's going on in the United States. It really wasn't me so much as I was reporting. And I was being my reporter self, reporting what I was finding in there. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really, I've written novels, okay, but this was not a novel. This was just repeating what the Lord had written, had, you know, was written in his book about Israel. I think it was Ephraim was a central tribe often referred to, uh, but it, it really referred to all Israel, even where it said Ephraim. And it sounded so much like the, and I'll, 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 I know, I know there's more than 200 nations in this world. I know that there will be others that will be able to look at it and say, hey, that sounds like what's going on here. I, I, because the United States is, is not alone. I, I know we're very similar, for instance, to Australia in, in a lot of ways. Um, and there are, there are other nations, too, that will look at it and say, hey, <laughs> that sounds like us, because that's the human nature of it. That's, that's, that's the human 
Well, that's why, you know, that's that's really why God's word is timeless because it really, you know, they may be, uh, it is historical and that it is recording the history of Israel, but the precepts in it are applicable to all of us. Yeah, they're universal. Throughout all of time. I use the word universal for that. They're, they're universal. universal. Right. And uh, unless you get on the right side of that universal thing, you're, you're not, you're not, you don't have a good future. Uh, but with on the, on the side of the Lord and, and serving Him. And I think, by the way, this is one, this is, the, this is throughout really the solution to the problem uh, as far as Christians are concerned. Is to serve the Lord, to 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 worship Him, to read His Word, uh, and to uh, identify personal sin, repent of that sin, and if you get a whole bunch of people doing that, sooner or later you start to get this reformation. This become it can become a revival, as in two Chronicles two Chronicles seven fourteen is a great revival verse. If my people who are called by my name, meaning in this case Christians. In the Old Testament, it would have been Israel. Will humble themselves, start with that, and pray, seek my face, which is intense prayer, and turn from their wicked ways. Well, that means confessing sin and try, trying to really stop doing it. Um, then you've got the basis for reform and 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 revival. Um, and I think just about every revival, there have been several in the United States. I uh, started with a few people, and in some cases they there were more and more joined them. In other cases, it never was more than a few people. Um, even the great revivals, um, if you have it, a few determined people are really serving and really, really getting, really getting, um, really getting serious with the Lord. Uh, my wife, before she died, in fact, it was shortly before she died. Our church was going to have a revival effort. We were going to, you know, try to to get uh, to do the things that we needed needed to be done to 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 get the basis for revival going. And she volunteered. This this is this is I can't believe it. But we were going to have an hour of prayer a day, and some of us were going to pray one hour a week. And others were going to pray more than that. But one hour would be, was going to be, you know, the minimum. And I was thinking about maybe doing two hours a week. And she said, and I asked her about what she was going to do. And she was, she was near, near the end. And she said, 5 a.m. I said, well, what, what day? And she said, 5 a.m. She was going to pray every day at 5 a.m. for one hour. And she and she was in very very bad health. I mean, she was she was with a couple couple months from the end. I think about that. That is the real commitment. Well, ultimately, it comes down to the individual, doesn't it? It does. Can we we talk about these great revivals, and uh, you know, but ultimately, it comes down to the individual and individual repentance. It's time, you know, it's time, I believe, that we get serious with God. Yeah, that, you know, Stop being ashamed of him. Yeah, that 2 Chronicles 7, 14, it's one of the requirements. And seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. Well, that's it. It's right there. 
That implies that his people are following wicked ways. (laughs) I've heard that verse quoted numerous times. In fact, 50% of the time they leave that out. I say, well, I'm also praying, see my face. And then it stops. They don't get into that term from the wicked ways. They won't won't even use the word sin. Hmm. Um, Yeah. And I'm talking about Christians. You know, they're reciting the verse. They just, they can't say that last part. Not turning from wicked ways. So, what is the situation with churches in your area right now? Well, praise God. Are there, you know, I know know what the church situation is pretty much universally across the country, and it's very sad. But the uh, good side of it, there is a good side of it. The good side of it is is that a lot of the, uh, all of this, all of this um, oppression. And praying down on people, a lot of churches have closed, and most of them, I would say, I would say most of them are the ones that are that were headed by the uh, pastors who were not Christians. And so, what happens when they close? What do the people who are in the church do? Well, I go elsewhere. And the church that I go to, which is a very, very strong. Uh, evangelistic oriented church a lot of them are showing up there and getting saved Mm -hmm. and baptized so god will ultimately have his way even 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 in the small well that's not a small thing that's a big thing that's a big thing because a, a lot of the a lot of the corrupt churches are going out and the people are going back to 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 the to the good churches uh we had an event just a couple of days ago, Sunday, I've never seen before in a church, and I may get emotional about this. I was in the choir. It's Palm Sunday, we were singing, um, It is Finished. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to follow the music and, and sing. And we, and I'm about halfway through, I, I, I hear something going on out. Everybody was standing. You know, usually they sit through the, the, the choir and um, even some of the hymns. Everybody was standing. I mean, everybody. Hundreds and hundreds of people were standing. It was, it was, it was in honor of God. It was such a powerful, powerful song. Mm-hmm. But that, that's where we need to be. Honoring God. If, 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 if the whole church were honoring God, we wouldn't be in this mess. No way. It just wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. Well, you know, um, after 9-11, churches across the country were, were full. Packed to the rafters, and they were full. Even had special services throughout the week. And they had more people than they could handle for about a month. I was going to say it didn't last long. Because they went there looking for God, but God wasn't in those churches. Well, I I will say this about the church I attend. It's been building. It's been getting better and better. The worship uh, for for the last, uh, I've been in the choir now for three years. I I was 80 years old when I joined the choir. 
Mm. Uh, first time I, you're old david holy cow I, yeah he's an old guy you know usually a lot of a lot of people when they get to that age they start losing their voice what happened to me was for the first time in my life god started he started giving me a voice he really did hmm. uh, my 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 uh, my i changed the the music director said well, well you're a bass i said well no i'm not I really wasn't. I really, I really wasn't. Um, but after a couple of weeks, one morning I just got up, and this didn't happen in church. And I was playing some, playing some music, and I started singing along with it. I thought, whoa! <laughs> and it wasn't just that I could keep the tune. I, I had this new voice that I, I had never had anything like it before. Uh, when I was in college, I once had to get up in front of some crowd and speak, and it was it was ludicrous. They, you know, people were hand <laughs> over to stop, stop laughing. But after God got a hold of me, and, and he, he changed my voice, I think He knew that I would need it for what He had in store for me. Because you don't, you don't, you know, you you with a squeaky voice like that, you can't get on radio and TV. You know, if you're a man. So he actually changed my voice. Then. Hmm. It was, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, I knew I didn't have a voice. Everybody knew I didn't. And then all of a sudden I did. Well, so you're looking, you're looking for, um, for positive things coming our way. Uh, but after we go through some hard times. Oh, yeah, that it's. Um, God loves us. And uh, um, just a couple of verses here in Hosea 11. Uh, he said, my people are determined to turn from me. Even if they call to the most high, he will by no means exalt them. How can I give you up Ephraim? How can I how can I hand you over Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zeboyim? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I turn and devastate Ephraim. I am God and not man. The, the Holy One among you, I will not come in wrath. He, he loves us as evil as we are. He loves us. It's it's just, just the God who created all things loves us. And it's that's a lot more amazing than the fact that he can change somebody's voice. That that's he's a holy God. He can't he can't stand the presence of sin. But he loves us, even though all of us sin and fall short of him. Wow. That's well, I kind of look at it as a uh, as a parent child relationship and and he doesn't want any less for us than we would for our own children. That's right. That we love. But, well, in, um, in this case, in our case, we are of the same element as our children. In his case, he's so far above us that it, we are his children by his choice. Right. Not, not by birth, by his right. choice. He's decided that if we trust in him, that we are his children. 
Well, uh, you know, like I brought up 9-11 because I've been saying pretty much since then that that we need another one. We need something uh, to take place to wake people up here. And uh, it's it's going to be some persecution and some tribulation and some hard times. And I think Jesus we need that in order to bring about repentance. Right. And, and repentance is, is going to lead to uh, uh, revival. Right. And, and Jesus said some other good things in there. He, he said not only that he was going to shorten it, but that he would show us what to say. That we, if we would just stand firm, uh, he didn't even want us to be afraid. He said, do not fear. He said, don't even worry about it. That's in Luke 21. Don't even worry about it. I mean, a lot of Christians are afraid or worried about what's on the horizon. And with good reason. It isn't good. But God said, ultimately, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of you. Be faithful to me. Um, and I will give you the crown of life. Basically, what he says is just be faithful. Even unto death, we all have to die. Um, and he will give us the crown of life. That's... That's, that's all we have to do. Well, I look at it as what's the worst that can happen? You die. <laughs> and if you are soundly saved and secure in Christ, you, you know that um, that's not the worst that could happen. So. Right. But in some cases, I think, well, it isn't going to be it isn't going to be fun because when you read Richard Wormbrandt's story, we know that he suffered a great deal. But we also know there was a lot of great victories. Uh, yeah. Some amazing victories. People saved all around him, even in the concentration camps. So it does. God works everywhere. He works everywhere. So look to him, folks. Look to him. Uh, David's website is. Um, now let me get this right. End time. End times mystery dot com. Right. Is that correct? End times mystery dot com. And um, you can find some uh, uh, articles uh, in there. You can also find his book that we mentioned today on Amazon.com. And that is uh, What the Bible Has to Say About the USA, The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today. David Heron. There are some other books in there, too, but uh, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So, and you've written, uh, I think, nine nine Christian books, right? And that's been a, in a much shorter period than I wrote my sports books. <laughs> right, sports books are stretched out over about fifty years, and so, God has, has has tightened things up a little bit, more intense. Yeah. So, go to David's website, endtimesmystery.com, and order the books there rather than Amazon. Why give Amazon the money? That way gives David something to do. He's actually got to package them up and mail them out by himself for you. So You're right. you know. <laughs> no, I can't don't have you sitting around there all day doing nothing. But it is, but it is, uh, it's end times with an S mystery.com because somebody else had the end time mystery.com. And we couldn't, we couldn't use that website because somebody else had it. So they had to put that S in there. Um, so well, speaking wild. of times, we are just about out of it. So any last words, David, before we, we take off for today? No, I, I've just enjoyed so much being here and feeling like the Lord is present. And and, and he, he is speaking to us and through us. And 
it's, it's just a wonderful experience to, to be doing his his work and, and, and hearing from him oh it's, it's just it's just a glorious thing yeah amen okay that's it for today folks uh dr mike will be with you next week and i will see you in a couple of weeks and until then god bless have a have a good night Thank you.